Hi guys, my name is Sarah Balding and this is my podcast, Faithfully Following. So if you can't tell, my voice is a little bit off and lately I haven't been feeling that well. But I think this has less to do with my physical health and more to do with my spiritual diet. So today we are talking about soul care, which is a play on words for self-care, but we're really going to be getting into this idea of if we're told to not live by bread alone, but live by um, God's word and to nourish our spirit in that way, then how do we do that? So we're going to be exploring that today, and we're going to start out with prayer before we get into that. Dear God, I just thank you for this day that we're able to learn more about you and open up your word and grow closer to you. I pray that you would just give me wisdom, that you would give me the words to say, and that you would help us take these truths and apply them to our lives. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so if it wasn't clear, we are taking a break from the faith-like series that we have been doing for the past couple episodes, and we might come back to this series at some point or just incorporate it in a different way, but I would just like to continue sharing with you guys what I'm currently learning in my faith based on my circumstances, so that's why we're doing soul care today. Uh, The main verse that was the inspiration for this podcast, I guess, is John 6, 63, and this verse says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. This is such a good verse because it gets right down to the meat of things, that the spirit gives us life, and the flesh does not. So if you're spiritually dead, then you're going to feel unfulfilled. You're going to feel like life is kind of bland, like you don't know what to do, like there's no purpose to it because there isn't without God, and so we need to get back to the spirit that gives us life. And if the spirit gives us life and we're not feeding that spirit in the correct way, then we're not going to experience that life to the fullest. So don't starve your spirit. We're going to talk today about how to nourish your spirit instead. So the first thing that I'm going to talk with you guys about is committing yourself to spiritual practices. And I think I mentioned this a long time ago in one of my episodes, just talking about reading your Bible, praying, worshiping, working on verse memory, all of these good things. But I just want to mention them again because I have a Bible verse that goes along with each of these that I just feel like incorporates why we do these things and also the benefits of them. So the first spiritual practice that I want to share with you guys is Bible reading. And the verse that goes along with this is Joshua 1.8. And this verse says, keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So I love how this verse in Joshua doesn't just tell us to read the Bible because obviously that is the first step and it is so important, but it goes beyond that. It says, keep the book of law on your lips always. Meditate on it. Be careful to do what is written in it and then your life will be prosperous and successful. And it's so important that your Bible reading learnings from your reading and then apply those to your life 
Because if you're just reading your Bible, you close it, you don't know a word you said, and you go on with your day, that's not really benefiting you in any way. And sometimes it could be just reading a verse, but if you take that verse and you keep it on your lips and you live it out every day, you are doing so well. So it's not necessarily about the magnitude that you're reading your Bible, but it's about the intentionality that you're reading it with and how you're taking that into your life and how you're meditating on it and focusing on it throughout the day and trying to understand what God is saying in his word and what you can then do in your life because of that. So that is Bible reading. It's the first spiritual practice that you can do to give your soul some care, to give your soul some nourishment. And it's so important because like it says in Matthew, we don't live by bread alone. We live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the next one is praying. And I personally love praying. I think it is so, so, so important and so powerful. I did an entire podcast um, with a friend of mine on prayer because I love it so much. But but the verse that goes along with this is Philippians 4, 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So it's really easy to say don't worry about anything, but it's so much harder to actually put that into practice. But I've been trying to pray whenever I do feel worried, whenever I feel anxious about anything, whether it's a test, whether it's being sick, whether it's someone else going through something. When your first answer to problems or to anything in your life is prayer, you're going to see a change in your life. So it says in this verse, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So there's two parts to this prayer because you you can be praying when you need help, when bad things are happening, you tell God what you need, but you also have to remember to thank him when he does do good things for you. I mean, we're all here, we're all breathing breath that God has given us, so that's one thing we can thank him for. But if he answers your prayers, if he is making changes in your life, it's important to acknowledge him. And this prayer just keeps you connected and focused on God. And so it's important to keep that up and have a healthy prayer life because that is going to keep you and it will give you peace when you don't worry about anything and you can give those worries up to God and know that he will provide and that he will work it out. So then after prayer, I wrote down worship and worship can look very different for a lot of people. You can be listening to music and singing along. You can be playing an instrument. You can do art as worship. You really could do anything as worship, even if you're not like musically inclined. Like There are so many different ways you can just stand and praise God and acknowledge him in worship. And I wanted to highlight Romans 12, 1 for this because this verse shows how your true worship is more than singing a song of praise to God. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So this verse is saying that when we give our whole lives to God, when we give them as a sacrifice to him, in order to gain them, um, that is when we are truly worshiping the Lord. That is when we are praising him and giving him glory because we're willing to give up our entire lives to this good God that we 
value and that we are trying to worship and that is the truest form of worship when you give up your life and so I urge you guys to look at that verse to consider that and to ask yourself how you can worship more on a day-to-day basis because singing songs of praise to God is so good and that's so powerful but how can you worship when you're at school when you're at work when you're doing homework That's a challenge I have for you guys. Just consider that because worship, once again, does bring you back to God. It does nourish your soul and it's acknowledging God, our good God. Why wouldn't you want to do that? So keep worshiping, guys, and consider how you can worship in every aspect of your life. And then I have verse memory as our next spiritual discipline that we can all work on. And this can look like a bunch of different ways depending on if you have a good memory, if you have a bad memory like me, and how you want to memorize verses or meditate on verses. This is kind of similar to Bible reading, but um, Deuteronomy eleven eighteen highlights how we can do this. It says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. So here we are being called to have God's word on our hearts and minds, on our hands and on our foreheads. This might seem a little bit weird, but if you think about it, you want God's word to be in your heart, in your mind. That means that you're focused on it. You're living it out. You have it, just push it to the side, but where it's at the forefront of your mind, it's tied on your hands. You can't ignore God's word, and it's to the point where it's a part of you, and other people can see that if it's on your forehead. God's word is made real through you and through the way that you witness to other people, and so when you memorize verses, then you're able to do that. You're able to show people God's word in a different way, and you're able to bring God to them and even evangelize to other people, because if you have verses that you have memorized, you're able to bring those up in conversation. You're able to share those with other people, and you don't have to say, oh, it's somewhere in the Bible, or take two minutes to pull it up on your phone because it's just written on your heart, it's in your mind, and other people can see that and you can share it with them. So the last discipline that I want to talk about is going to church or a Bible study and just having fellowship with other people so that you can be encouraged by them and built up um, in the Lord with them. So Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 explains this really well. It says, And let us consider together how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another in all the more as you see the day approaching. So this is just a reminder that going to church and meeting other Christians and even meeting non-Christians, but just sharing your faith with them and encouraging one another in the Lord is so powerful and so important. And we're reminded in Hebrews to continue to do that, to continue to be with our brothers and sisters and use that to help each other continue to love and continue to do good deeds uh, in the Lord. So just a couple other miscellaneous things that I do that you guys might consider for caring for your soul and for just feeding your faith is to just read other Christian books. And for this, I would warn you to be a little bit cautious and to use your discernment because some 
books are better than others i would say they're not all created equal so i would say do your research on authors and make sure that they're biblically accurate so that what you're putting in to your soul and your spirit is truth and if you're at all doubtful um ask someone else ask a mentor but the bible is always another great option that is the christian book that is the word of god and you can always come back to that um, another spiritual practice that I do um, is lately I have made a different journal for different things that I do. So I have one journal for Bible reading and I have one journal for my podcast and I have a different journal for sermons and a different one for prayer. And I feel like separating these different practices has made sense for me. Some people like to do them all together, but uh, it helps me actually do more of each one because if I realize, oh, I haven't written in my prayer journal in a while, I should probably do that, then it keeps me accountable in that way. But it also just um, helped me because I like to have things organized and separate. And so that could be an option for you if that sounds appealing. And then finally, for Bible reading and verse memory and all of that good stuff, I love making verse cards. I probably have mentioned this before, but I love giving verse cards to other people or making them for myself. I feel like it's such a powerful thing. And if you don't know what they are, it's just a note card or a piece of paper. And you write um, the verse on one side and you write what... Um, the verse says on the other side and you can decorate them you can have them not decorated you can keep them in a little box or just really whatever you want to do with them put them somewhere where you're going to see them or in your wallet so that you can be reminded but I just find that it's a really powerful way to just get a little bit more truth in your day if you look at them it's a really cool gift to give to other people so that they can also experience God's truth and yeah, I just really recommend you guys, if you haven't made verse cards before, it's another good way to memorize, you know, it's as old as time, like memorizing by note cards. So that is just another thing for you guys to keep in mind. So moving on from spiritual disciplines, I feel like all of these in general just help us refocus on God which is so important for your soul because your soul is fueled by the Lord and he gives us life. And so when we're focused on him, we're going to experience good things and we're going to experience life. And so to remain focused on him is so important in reading your Bible, doing prayer, worship, all of these things are going to keep you focused on God. But if you really look at what your mind is focusing on and what you're thinking about, this can help you take it even a step further. So Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I love this verse because our minds are being transformed when we're Christians. God is giving us new thoughts, giving us new ideas, giving us new desires, and our mind is being made new. And when this happens, we can find out what God's will is. We can look towards that will and we can focus our minds on God instead of focusing them on these worldly things that we're told not to conform to. 
So another verse that is similar to this, but also so, so, so good is Philippians 4, 8 through 9. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So this is just really saying to focus on the good things of God and to put into practice what you have learned. And that is focusing on God. That is nourishing your spirit and living by the spirit. And so you have to put yourself in situations where you are doing this, where you are focusing on the goodness of God and pure, lovely, right things. And for me, I've noticed that that's not necessarily going on my phone. Um, so this is just a little testimony moment. I feel like I go on my phone a lot when I am bored, when I have an extra minute, when it's the end of the night and I'm tired or I just want to relax. I go on my phone definitely way more than I should, um, which is not inherently sinful, but it can lead to temptation and sinfulness. Even if it's just the sole reason that you're wasting time and our time is limited here on earth and every second that we have been given by God is a blessing and we're here for a purpose and I'm not sure that purpose is scrolling on TikTok for hours. (laughs) But if your phone is also like an area where you are not focusing on the good things of God, where your mind is not being renewed into a sanctified, more Christ-like version, or if you're not focusing on pure things or praiseworthy, excellent things that come from God, then I would consider limiting your screen time or focusing more on those spiritual practices and dedicating more time to that because I have been working on that in the new year and so I've experienced really good things from it. I feel so much more fulfilled when I don't go on my phone. Instead, I read my Bible or I take some time to pray. And I think, in my opinion, that is really the difference between self-care and soul care because self-care can be relaxing and taking a couple hours on your phone. Maybe you're watching a movie, whatever you're doing. Um, But soul care is lasting. It is fulfilling. It gives life. And when you're reading your Bible, you are fueling that soul and you are giving yourself nourishment that you need to have a strong relationship with God. And you're reaffirming that relationship and you're feeding it. And that is so much better than just giving yourself self-care, which is so empty, so unfulfilling. And so I would encourage you to make that change in your life of instead of turning to self-care methods, just turn to soul care methods and those disciplines and to turn back to God. Because really we should be turning to God, number one, first, uh, no matter what, in any circumstance, because he is the one that can help us and provide for us. Um, Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. We have to remember in every circumstance to turn to God, and this helps us to 
continue that strong relationship with God because we are acknowledging that he can help us more than anything else can. And we're also making that act of turning to him. And when you do turn to God, you're turning away from all of those desires that you have. You're turning away from the temptation of your phone, the temptation to watch or listen to things you shouldn't be, to hang out with people that maybe you shouldn't be hanging out because they could lead you into sinfulness. But really, it's just so important to turn to God and the goodness that he has because he is so much greater than anything else that you're going to experience. Psalms 36, 9 says, For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. So when you are rooted and centered in God, you experience life. You experience light in the darkness of this world. And it is so good. It is so fulfilling when your soul is alive and your soul is singing for the Lord, singing praises to him. And so I want you all to be able to experience that. I want you all to have souls that are nourished, that are flourishing, that are happy and that are for the Lord and When you remind yourselves of these things, when you center yourself on God, when you turn to him instead of turning to your desires, you can experience that fountain of life and you can see the light that he is and you can see the darkness that is any other coping mechanism or any other self-care that you could give yourself. So one final thing that I would say as a really important soul care activity is just remembering the cross and God's love for you. This should always be on the forefront of your mind because it is so important and it reminds us of why we're Christian and so I've probably included it in every single episode, but I don't think I'm going to stop because remembering the cross and God's love is how we remember our purpose, how we remember why we're serving the Lord, why we have gratitude to him and just how good he is. So we're going to go with a classic. We're going to go with John 3.16 because it's famous for a reason. A lot of people know it for a reason, and that's because it holds the powerful, powerful truth of God's love for us and the sacrifice of Jesus. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loved us. He loved us when we were sinners and he was perfect and we disobeyed him. And he loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us so that we can have eternal life with him. If this does not nourish your soul, if this does not make you feel alive, then I don't know what will. Because this is the goodness of God, the love of God, and the opportunity, the gifts, the blessings that he's giving to us all in one verse. And so I encourage you, if you don't have a verse card, if you don't have something with John 3.16 or a similar verse talking about the good news of the gospel on it, please do. Because when you keep this at the forefront of your mind, you are reminded why you became Christian and what you're doing in your life, what the purpose of your life is. And so I just wanted to leave you guys with a final verse about how we can gratefully serve the Lord and experience the fruits of the Spirit when we nourish our soul and when we make sure that our faith is fed on a daily, hourly basis. Uh, This is Romans 15, 13. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. So this is just one last verse that reminds us that God is a God of hope and joy and peace. And when we trust in him, when we turn to him, when we do those spiritual practices to grow our faith and to maintain that healthy relationship with God, uh, all of this is coming from the Lord. It's coming from the Holy Spirit. And, and so it's so important to acknowledge God as the one who gives us these fruits of the Spirit, who will give us love, joy, peace, patience, and everything else good in our life, and even give us life itself, because that is giving the glory to God. And that's so important for soul care and for just being a Christian, just remembering that you are human, God is God, and that's why we serve him, that's why we follow him, because he gives us all of these good things, and he gives us life, and that's that's the reason we continue to follow him and care for our soul on a day-to-day basis. So that was all that I had for you guys today. Thank you for listening and just joining me on this journey as we learn together how to faithfully follow God.